As many of you may know, Pope Francis declared 2021 the year of St. Joseph. In this episode of CC Airwaves, we discuss how St. Joseph is a model for moving through the Lenten season. This is CC Airwaves. So it's hard to believe, but we're already entering the month of March. And um, for us Catholics, March, I think always, I mean, it depends on the calendar year, but March always falls during Lent, it seems. So it's around this time every year we're all thinking about, you know, what we might give up, what we might do, um, you know, as a Lenten offering instead of giving up something. But there is something very unique about grieving during Lent. And I know, Rhonda, you've put out, um, we've done a previous podcast and we have some blogs. And I know during your March support groups, you're going to be discussing, um, you know, what to expect while grieving during Lent, right? Right. It's basically just um, using your grieving period as a parallel to the Lenten season of moving from a place from darkness to light from a place from sorrow to a place of joy. So um, there's a great parallel that you can um, take advantage of during the Lenten season. Yeah. So um, for everyone who's listening, like I said, um, we will link, we did a podcast on that topic last year, last March, which again, it's um, crazy to think about how fast or slow this year has gone, depending on how you're looking at it. But I will link that podcast as well as some um, supplemental blogs in the description. And also in the description, I'll put a link to our support groups that are meeting later this month. Um, we have an um, in-person groups meeting at our cemetery offices. And then Rhonda is also leading a virtual support group, which is new to our bereavement program. So um, if you're curious and on um, learning more about Lent and the bereavement journey and like what Rhonda said, kind of comparing your journey with um, the journey of Christ in the desert, uh, that will all be in the description. But today we're going to talk about something a little bit different, and that is the year of St. Joseph. Um, so for everyone who didn't know, and um, I just found out a few weeks ago, uh, Pope Francis has named 2021 the year of St. Joseph. So we're going to unpack this a little bit. I know um, Rhonda and Joel both have some um, different information they picked up as well. But um, just to give a little starter, um, again, St. Joseph is the adopted father of Jesus, and he's known as the patron saint of fathers, families, workers. Um, he's the patron saint of a peaceful death, um, which I think Rhonda um, might touch on later when she talks about her mass. Um, but he And he's a patron of many other things. And the beauty of St. Joseph is that unlike Mary, who was without sin, and um, obviously unlike Jesus, who um, is God— he was just an ordinary person like each of us. So um, Rhonda and Joel, I'm sure you guys can maybe relate to the fact that, um, you know, since we're not sinless or, you know, God, <laughs> how St. Joseph might be a great way for everyone, especially for those who are grieving, to kind of relate to him and, you know, our humanness. Yeah, I was really kind of excited when I heard that um, the Pope had established this year for year of St. Joseph, because we already have um, St. Joseph as kind of our patron saint, because we send out um, one year anniversary cards to those who have lost a loved one in the past year. And St. Joseph is the patron saint um, that we refer to. We have a special mass 
in honor of St. Joseph for all those that died in the past year. And I thought, wow, this is going to be a great year to have that mass because of the whole year is dedicated to St. Joseph. So on March 19th, we have our special mass in honor of our loved ones that passed in the last year. Um, but it's even a higher honor because of the um, the feast day that the Pope uh, has granted this year. And um, I'll put the uh, information for that mass in the description also. And Rhonda, I want to give you time at the end to talk about it even more, just, you know, the details. But I think just diving in, um, the Vatican has talked a lot, like you said, Rhonda, just about um, patron saint of a peaceful death but also just throughout St. Joseph's life, um, why they decided to name this year the year of St. Joseph and know what quality of his, um, qualities of his kind of stand out. And I think the most important thing when it, or the most striking thing when it comes to those who are grieving is um, the Vatican put out this phrase. It says, Joseph's spiritual path is not one that explains but accepts. And that idea of accepting what, you know, life brings to you and what you have to, you know, overcome and trusting in God every step of the way is something that everyone can relate to, especially with this past year just being so challenging for many. Yeah, and it speaks a lot to St. Joseph's humility and his obedience. Um, he was intending to to betrothed to Mary, to, to marry, to be married to Mary um, until she was found with child. And then in a dream, the angel turned his plans around and told him that Mary was to bear the child of, of God, actually. So that's something that's very miraculous. He had to have such faith to um, change his plans and just be um, humble and faithful and obedient to God for that. Right. It shows great, great courage and um, humility. Right. And going back to that phrase where he didn't try to like rationalize what was happening to him and he didn't ask God to explain, you know, like, how is this possible or why are you doing this to me? He just like, he, he just went with it, you know, and he accepted that that was God's will for him. And I'm sure, like you said, he had this whole plan for his life and to completely derail that he had to be, you know, I'm sure he did in a sense more in what his life, what he thought his life was going to be, which was, I'm sure much more, you know, just ordinary in a certain sense. So um, that's really interesting. And thank you for giving that little um, intro. And I think something else too, when you think about St. Joseph's life, he was thrown into this and then it wasn't like the struggles stopped after Christ was born. Um, you know, he, he had to protect Mary and Jesus for his entire life. So, and um, Rhonda, I know that you did a little bit of research on when he was, um, was it when his feast day was established or can you talk a little bit about that? Right. Uh, Pope Pius IX established a, a holy day for St. Joseph. And this is the 150th anniversary of that day that he was established as the patron saint of the universal church. So that's why this is a holy year. So Holy Father Francis is honoring that anniversary by creating the whole year as special to St. Joseph. But 
150 years ago, Pope Pius IX was the one who established St. Joseph as the protector of our universal church. So he was a patron saint back then. And if you understand the word patron, it means someone that's chosen. So Joseph was actually a chosen one, chosen by God, um, set apart, dedicated for the purpose of raising Jesus and taking care of uh, Mary as she was the mother. So it, it was a very special dedication. And that makes it so meaningful now. If he's the patron of the universal church, that means he's called to protect us and guide us through life also, right? Is that like a correct way to interpret that? Right. He he is the guide, the, the um, intercessor for our universal church. And when we say universal, that means all God's children. It doesn't just mean... Uh, Catholic, it means all of God's children because we are all children of God. So it's the universal church. I think that's great. And I think, again, I think that St. Joseph, when you look at the nativity narrative, um, obviously he's, you know, a big part, but the focus is always on like rightfully so, but always on Jesus and Mary. And I think it's easy to overlook sometimes what a critical role he played in that. So like everything you just said, the fact that he's a patron of our universal church and this is the 150th anniversary of his, you know, official patronage. I think it's great to just kind of draw attention to him. And uh, like I said, I'm pulling some of these quotes from a Vatican article that was released um, in December when the Pope announced this, but something else that I thought was really notable uh, is that the Pope said, uh, St. Joseph is repeating to us, like in the place of God, do not be afraid because faith gives meaning to every event, however happy or sad, and makes us aware that God can make flowers spring up from stony ground. So when we talk about, you know, people who are grieving this year, whether it's the loss of a loved one or just the, the loss of our normal, you know, our routines this year, I think that's a great message to say, you know, St. Joseph was able to give meaning to everything. And even in the midst of, well, I can't imagine to be like just such a crazy time when he's, you know, protecting his wife and his newborn baby and struggling with, I'm sure, these emotions of how do I raise the son of God, things that we could never even imagine he finds meaning in and just always looks to God. And um, there's another quote that continues that Joseph did not look for shortcuts, but confronted reality with open eyes and accepted personally responsibility for it. So, again, just understanding that God places us all on a very unique path um, that's very, very specific to us. And we're just called to walk that path and stay as close to God as we possibly can. Yeah. And, and the term acceptance is something that's very critical in a, a grief sense. The very first stage of going through your grief journey is accepting the loss. So patterning or using St. Joseph as a model for accepting the will of God, even though it's something that turns your life around, um, it might help those who are grieving out there find a way to accept something that it's very hard to stomach, you know, the loss of a loved one, someone you cherish who had a daily interaction with you, um, just understanding that God has a greater plan and using St. Joseph as an intercessor to help you with the acceptance, with your acceptance, to move you to the next stage where, okay, God, 
your will, not mine. I accept that this has happened. And what is the next stage that you have for me? So St. Joseph is a great intercessor for people who are in that stage of their grief. Right. And I think, too, an underlying theme of that is by accepting God's will, you open yourself up to even more blessings from him. Like what you were just saying, you know, you need to let God take control. And then in Joseph's case, I'm sure it was hard for him to just like put that full. And again, I, I, this whole time, I don't mean to be speaking for St. Joseph because no one knows exactly what he was feeling, but I imagine, you know, he was very anxious and scared and it took a lot to just basically relinquish his whole life to God. But then in return, he was given this abundant blessing of being married to Mary and raising Christ, you know, as his adopted son. So that whole idea of, um, taking these challenges and trials in our lives, accepting them and then turning to God and opening ourselves to whatever blessings can stem from those hard times, I think is another lesson we can learn from him in his life. Very true. That's very true. I think another important and endearing part of St. Joseph is his ordinary uh, nature. Um, And I'm looking at part of what uh, Pope Francis said about this year's anniversary of um, St. Joseph Feast Day, how he uses St. Joseph as an example of just being an ordinary person. Um, And it makes me think about the pandemic. Who is sustaining us in this time of transition, um, of change? Who is providing everything that we need, our supplies, our staples, our, our everything? It's the ordinary people. It's not the people who are famous, um, who are um, rich or who are, you know, out in the open. It's the ones behind the scenes, the grocery store workers, the nurses, the uh, garbage collectors even. All those people working behind the scenes, kind of like what St. Joseph did. You don't see him mentioned a lot throughout the Bible, but he was always there as a steady, stable force to help Jesus grow into the person that he needed to be for God, for his mission to um, to lead the world. So the the example that St. Joseph gives helps us as a griever to be secure in our ordinariness. Mm. We don't have to think that we have to be anything miraculous or to stand out. We kind of can stay back in the shadows in our grief and work to become something more that God wants us to be and still be in the shadows. Sometimes those who are behind the scenes are the ones who are doing the most work and creating the most uh, change. Right. No, I think that's a great point. Everything you just said about, yeah, because you're right. So often the people that do make a huge impact don't get recognition or they're just not in the spotlight. And sometimes they prefer it that way and sometimes they don't. And I think that's a really good point to make, Rhonda. And I think the other thing that struck out to me is that, um, you know, God easily could have given Jesus parents that were both without sin, right? Because he did it for Mary, so, and he can do anything. So, um, it was very intentional, I think, for him to have Joseph just be fully human, um, you know, tempted by sin and just like us. So we know that just like Christ was raised by Joseph, Christ now walks with us and nothing we can do and no sin we give into and no temptation is going to make us unworthy of him and his love and 
his ability to heal us, you know, where we're at. So um, thank you for bringing that up. That is, yeah, he's just an ordinary person, just like any one of us. So that's a great point. Right. Yeah. So our challenge this year of St. Joseph is to use him as a model and as an intercessor's intercessor. Um, the same way that we do for Mary to lead us through to grace, full of grace, we can use St. Joseph to help us to be the best person we can be in our ordinariness yeah. and, in our, and in our grief. So um, again, I'm going to link the a few articles. I, I, there's going to be a lot of links in this podcast for everyone listening, but there's just so much good information about this. So in addition to our Lent information and our normal bereavement resources, I'll also put a few articles just about the year of St. Joseph because I really feel like we're just scratching the surface. And um, like Rhonda has brought up and we've been talking about, there are so many different elements of St. Joseph that I think will speak differently to each person. So um, I'll link some art. Go right ahead. I was just going to say during Lent, it's a good time to do some exploration on your own Mm -hmm. to go and read some, some of the saints um, have used St. Joseph as a, uh, a model. So read some of the saints readings about uh, St. Joseph. That'd be a good Lenten practice. Yeah, that'd be a great, yeah, like a Lenten resolution, too, to make that your what you're going to do. And yeah, so thank you for saying that, Rhonda. So we'll link some helpful articles there. But before we wrap up, I did want, um, Rhonda, if you could just speak a little bit about the anniversary mass, um, because I don't think a lot, many people are familiar with um, the anniversary mass. And this is something that happens every year, not just when, you know, we're celebrating St. Joseph specifically. So if you could just give some details on that before we wrap up, that'd be great. Yes, we have a one-year anniversary Mass that um, celebrates the lives of all those who we've taken care of um, during their transition from earthly to spiritual life, those who've passed and who were under the care of Catholic cemeteries. The Mass is celebrated every year on or close to the Feast of St. Joseph because of St. Joseph's dedication to a happy death. He's the patron saint of a happy, peaceful death. Um, It's March 19th this year from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock. And we're having it. It's at Holy Spirit Catholic Church in Garfield Heights, Ohio at 10 o'clock. And everyone is welcome to come. It's not something that we highly publicize, but mostly the people who have had the loss of someone in the past year, they get a special card telling them about the Mass. Um, But it's open to anyone that wants to come. We have it at Holy Spirit Parish because it gives us more room to socially distance so that we don't have to worry about too many people in a small space. Um, And there's no reservation. You can just come. Great. So uh, again, we'll have a web link to that in the description. But and again, like Rhonda said, this is something that we do every year. So even if this year you're not comfortable attending, maybe just make a note in your calendar for next year, you know, anniversary mass for sometime in March, like Rhonda said, near the feast day. And I think that's just a really great way to incorporate St. Joseph and you know, our grief and remember that, you know, like Rhonda said, he's the patron, but he was human. So he had the same emotions we did. And he's a great example of 
kind of embracing that and using it to go closer to God. So um, I think it's a good day to just say a prayer, even if you're not able to attend the mass, just say a prayer to St. Joseph to be a good intercessor for all those who are grieving the loss of their loved one. Um, So we're going to wrap up now, but Rhonda or Joel, did either of you have any closing comments? No, I just want to encourage everyone to stay close to God um, as St. Joseph did and Mary and Jesus. God is the the path to our peace and to our encouragement. So as long as we reach out and find ways to allow God to to lead us and to be um, exposed in our life, then we'll be on a path to a brighter tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Oh, sorry, Joel. <laughs> I was going to say, you cut me out here today. <laughs> I, I was just going to just going to uh, end it with um, <clears throat> simply just to keep in mind that Saint Joseph was an ordinary person, just like all of us. We didn't; he didn't have any superpower. Uh, we don't have any superpower. The one thing that Saint Joseph did that we all are able to do is to uh, look for and follow the guidance that's um, always there for us uh, from God and from from Jesus. Um, Find that strength, sacrifice, work hard, keep striving because, uh, you know, God is that beacon, just like he was a beacon for St. Joseph. Amen. Well, thank you everyone for listening today. Hopefully you found this topic interesting. And like I said, we'll include all that supplementary material that we've been mentioning throughout the podcast in the description. Um, as always, you can keep up with us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can learn more about our bereavement program and get links to our blog by visiting clecem.org. And if there is a bereavement topic or um, really anything regarding the Catholic Cemetery, or our bereavement program, uh, you can send those questions to podcast at clecem.org. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. Until the next time, I hope you grow in your Lenten journey as we move closer and closer to the Easter season and the resurrection of our Lord. Until then, take care, everyone. Take care, everyone.